Hey, this is Bobby from the F and Cultured Podcast, and you're listening to my weekly mixtape with Brian Colburn. Hope you brought your appetite because you're all invited to the F and Cookout, baby. Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me for tonight's collaboration is Bobby Schultz, host of the Effin' Cultured podcast, who some might remember as a frequent guest over at Playlist Wars. Bobby, thank you so much for joining me tonight over here on My Weekly Mixtape this time. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. As I start every episode of the show, I'm going to throw you the same question I throw everyone else. What does the word mixtape mean to you? Uh, it's a good question. I, I'm one of those weird people that proudly wears the label Xennial. I was born in that that very small frame between like 81 and 85 where we don't want to be called millennials, but we're not <laughs> Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. So mixtapes were... When I was young, it was just a way to try to catch singles off of the radio. You just had to be listening and have a tape ready. Yep. I never really procured a mixtape until I was in high school and things like <laughs> Napster and uh, Lime <laughs> LimeWire came around. And with connections and stuff being so bad, I just made like random songs that I could download at decent speeds would go on. (laughs) So I'll be the first one on your show here to be like, I loved mixtapes because I can put whatever I want in them, but I'm someone who listens to everything and it doesn't all need to thematically go together. Like I can sit there and listen to raining blood and then all of a sudden want Josh Groban or Clay Aiken in the next track. So which may or may not rear its head in my tendencies this evening (laughs) well i will say it is 2023 right now so if you used one of those services you spoke of on dial-up one of the files might be done soon so hopefully it might be it might i should i should call my mom and ask her how the other phone line's doing (laughs) all right well tonight bobby and i are curating a mixtape filled with summer cookout or barbecue songs but there's a twist we are not curating a mixtape about the songs you should play at a cookout or barbecue because that would be too easy. Yeah, that's boring. Why would we want to make sense and do something like that? Yes, we are going to make this (laughs) ridiculously hard on the two of us, and we're going to curate a playlist of songs that highlight the foods you eat at a summer cookout or barbecue. Let's call tonight's episode a musical smorgasbord, if you will. We're menu planning for the evening. Yes, So, Bobby, how tough was it for you to come up with a bank of songs to choose from tonight? And musically speaking, because you said your styles and genres are kind of all over the map. How do they sit with your bank of songs? Um, All over the map sits very well with my bank of songs. Yeah, it was uh, when you posted this uh, prompt on Twitter, kind of dropping the bait in the water and be like, who'll bite? And I was just like, me. (laughs) And then about 30 seconds after you said, "Okay, let's do it. I went, what did I sign myself up for? (laughs) Finding these songs like there's, you know, there's a group of food themed songs that we all know. And then there's a giant group of food themed songs that nobody knows. And we're going to see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited because we said, like, we're not repeating artists. And I think we said we're not repeating foods. Well, I didn't announce that to the listeners, but yes, that is exactly <laughs> right. Because, look, you've been on Playlist Wars several times. So yeah. I consider you to be, to keep in line with the show topic tonight, a, wait for it, seasoned veteran when it comes yeah! to playlisting. <laughs> That was awful. It's okay. It's fine. I'm <laughs> spicy. So one song per artist or band and one song per food item. However, there could be an asterisk somewhere because certain foods lend themselves to others. So yeah, we'll see if there's minor exceptions as we move forward. I'm getting very creative. All right. Well, let's get down to business. Tonight, as I mentioned, Bobby and I will be curating the foods of the summer cookout and barbecue mixtape. We are going to use that cassette deck approach because, unfortunately, the 8-track mixtape approach was just too confusing. So Yeah, we don't want to do that. Two sides, <laughs> side A and side B. 
Bobby, as my special guest, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up his choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip, and we'll map out side B, only this time I kick things off with Bobby choosing second. Our overall goal for tonight's episode is to craft the best foods of a summer cookout and barbecue mixtape possible through only 20 songs. (laughs) Thank God it's only 20. (laughs) Through only 75 songs. (laughs) Oh no, that's it, we're done. At the end of the show, you can take our conversation to the next level by visiting the episode page at myweeklymixtape.com to give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. And if finally, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. Now, before we finally press the record button on this mixtape, some of the fellow mixtapers chimed in with songs they feel would best kick things off with tonight. And I want to share them now. So, Bobby, you and I have some, it's even more of a pun in this episode, food for thought going into this. Yeah, absolutely. I need it. So fire away. Patreon mixtaper David Owens chimed in with Ryan Shoup and the rubber band's Corn Dog. Patreon mixtaper Mally Hart chimed in with On In My Conterite with Erdbeer Kuchen or Strawberry Tart in English. And my sincere apologies if I butchered the pronunciation because speaking of butchered, this one actually had me laughing out loud. Patreon mixtaper Kevin Seeker jokingly chimed in with Alice Cooper's Chop, Chop, Chop for tonight. So I don't know what kind of cookouts and barbecues he goes to, but I do appreciate that chime in nonetheless. (laughs) And Patreon mixtaper Cactus Pete chimed in with David Lee Roth's Hot Dog and a Shake, Kenny Chesney's Beer Can Chicken, Old Dominion's Easier Said with Rum, and Sammy Hagar's Mass Tequila. Elsewhere on the socials, people who follow me at My Weekly Mixtape on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Spoutable all had chime-ins as well, and I wanted to highlight a few of those. Sean Faust chimed in with the B-52's Rock Lobster. Jen Cohen chimed in with Don McLean's American Pie and Zach Brown Band's Chicken Fried. Robin Hollister chimed in with Van Halen's Pound Cake. Dave Zalatoris from the Beer in Front podcast, as well as Bart, both chimed in with Led Zeppelin's Hot Dog. First Name Bob chimed in with Guttermouth's Mr. Barbecue. It's a good name. Steven Lenhart chimed in with Andrew Williams' Rib Tips. DT at Space Castle and Jay Hall from the Oki Bookcast both chimed in with Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise. Hutch chimed in with Ale Storm's Flipped with a Sausage. Anthony at the Patio Slave podcast chimed in with Blink-182's Happy Holidays, You Bastard. Jay and Kay at the F My Work Life podcast chimed in with the Blackfoot Gypsies Potatoes and Whiskey. Tim McCarthy chimed in with Beastie Boys Eggman. Jason Whistle from the It's Not That Bad and There Can Only Be One casts chimed in with Kim Mitchell's Patio Lanterns. Jason Skull chimed in with Presidents of the United States of America's Peaches. Brian Gifford from the Pop Culture Yearbook chimed in with DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's Summertime. Doug Miller chimed in with Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar on Me, using the reasoning that sugar is in lemonade, iced tea, and pretty much every dessert. And a creme brulee, baby. There you go. And my friends at the Nostalgia Test Podcast chimed in with Sublime's Bad Fish because, as he quotes, you can't have a cookout without the booze. Now, with that being said, Bobby, I am going to officially hit the record button on this mixtape, and I would like to know which Weird Al Yankovic song you are going to use to kick (laughs) off our summer cookouts and barbecue mixtape with. Not how it's working. Uh, (laughs) We've we've been talking a lot about food, but whenever I have a cookout, equally as important is the drink. And this will be the first time, not the last time this evening, where I'm going to bend the rules just a smidgen. Just a smidgen, huh? I just want to go back for a second. Every episode when you say, let's get down to business, I'm in my car going, to defeat the Huns. (laughs) So, okay. I am going to start this barbecue playlist off with a song that I fell in love with in the summer of, uh, it's one of the mid-aughts. If you're drinking beer or a mixed drink at one of my picnics, there's only one receptacle that you can use to drink it out of, and that would be a red Solo cup. 
by Toby Keith. All right. So we're starting off with a little country. It's a very big summer jam. It feels like a picnic song. So it's like a fake out. We're, we're going to start off with our drinks first and go on through there. But I thought that was a good, strong way to start the playlist off. I love that song. I'm not going to lie. There was something about it the first time you heard it. It was you stupid, sat there and, and then went, you loved it. Yeah, you're like, this song sucks the first time you heard it. I was like, what? What? how the hell is this popular? 100%. And then an hour later, you're sitting there singing along with it going, we need to play that song again. It, it, mm-hmm. it has this like hook that just captures you. And it, and yeah, it, it's definitely one of those songs that- It's so dumb, it's fun. Yes. It's, just, it's one of those dumb, fun songs, and I love it, so- Wow, so you're starting off with drinks, so we need to fill that cup up. Correct. All right. And what better thing to fill up that cup with? And I'm going to, hmm, there's two different things we could fill the cup up with. Oh, there's so many things you could fill the cup up with. Exactly. So let's go with, hmm, sticking with country here, because I'm going to keep this musically themed as well as (laughs) food themed. You have Red Solo Cup, and what do mm-hmm. you put into that Red Solo Cup from 2005's Time Well Wasted, Brad Paisley, Alcohol? I absolutely love that song. It's funny. It's got a kind of a bluesy country guitar riff going on, and mm-hmm. Brad Paisley is, while a very humorous songwriter, he writes a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff, very similar to the Red Solo Cup. I'd almost want to call it almost novelty-esque in lyrics. His guitar playing is some of the best country guitar work I have ever seen. He does some solos, even in alcohol, that if you really listen to it, he is on another level with the guitar. He's talented. So on top of the food themes, musically, these two songs actually work well together. So that's interesting. But I'm going to follow up Red Solo Cup with Brad Paisley's Alcohol. Man, you kept it country. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> oh, where am I going? <laughs> do I just do I just throw it all away and do something completely random? Yes, that's what I do. I'm glad you didn't say water, by the way. Um, another Brad Paisley song. I hate that song. All right. We don't want to be negative on this podcast, Bobby. All right. My brain, I knew this was going to happen to me, and it's already starting now, and we're only on track three. But like, my brain has a way of thinking about barbecues and cookouts. And I'm sorry I keep saying cookout and barbecue, but like when Brian said barbecue, I thought like low and slow, smoker, people from the South might get a little upset. So we got to say cookout as well, because I'm in New England slash tri-state, and we do cookouts. We call them barbecues because we're wrong. Exactly. That they're not true barbecues. So when you come to my house, you grab a drink. The next thing you're going to see is an assortment of foods on the table to help yourself while I stressfully cook things and get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) One of those things you're going to see, and it's probably multiple, but you're going to see about three or four different bowls full of chips. You got to have the chips. And what do you eat with chips, Brian? Salsa. Dip. We're going freak nasty to dip. (laughs) For track number three, (laughs) we're taking a right turn, baby. Track three, crashing into the wall, freak nasties the dip. (laughs) Something tells me that's not the dip that Mr. Nasty had in mind. Listen, buddy, doesn't matter. (laughs) I told you, I'm bending the rules tonight. This song is about chips and dip for this playlist. All right. Well, I am going to feed right into that dip and (laughs) stick with the appetizers then. Okay. So right next to the dip, depending on where you are. Yeah, I'm just going to go there because no one's played the Weird Al card yet. I'm playing the Weird Al card right now. Love it. And I come from a very Italian family. And one of the very Italian appetizer dishes, we were actually just talking about this this weekend when I got together with my family because every Thanksgiving, while not a cookout, it was a holiday, but every Thanksgiving... My uncle would make lasagnas all morning and you everybody would have lasagna at one o'clock and then you'd have Thanksgiving dinner at five o'clock. And I, to this day, do not remember eating turkey on Thanksgiving because I was so full mm-hmm. from the lasagna. So I am going to go from 1988's Even Worse with Weird Al Yankovic and lasagna, even though we're talking appetizers here, 
in an Ita- I don't know if you're Italian, Bobby. I married one. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to stereotype in any way, shape, or form. But so I will say this: in my Italian family, when you go over there, the appetizers could feed a small army, and you really have to pace yourself because you could legitimately get the meat sweats prior to any actual meal getting served. So using that logic, I'm going to make everybody ridiculously full very early in the day and send you back with a interesting song to bounce off of. I'm off-roading, sir. You you don't need to worry about me. You don't need to worry about me. This is going to be the weirdest playlist ever created, and I love it. <laughs> but about the actual music, obviously the song is a parody of Los Lobos' cover of La Bamba because that came out in 88 around the time that Weird Al was working on the album. Obviously, it's also a cover of the original Richie Valens song, but it's actually like a second generation parody at play here, which is pretty cool. So I am going to follow up Freak Nasty's Dip with Weird Al Yankovic's Lasagna. I love it. Brian is sitting here like, oh, God, Bobby did the dip. What are we doing? Where are we heading? <laughs> Anywhere I want. Um, I love Weird Al. I actually I was able to see him in concert for the first time ever. I think it was right before COVID, and it was an absolute pleasure to see him. But we had to get him in here somewhere. You know what I mean? Like He has an album called The Food Album. I felt right. like if we didn't, we'd be doing all food music a disservice at that point. Right. Okay. All right. You know what? I like where you went here. And normally someone would be like, hmm, how can my song match that song? But I'm not doing that. I'm matching foods with you. Every summer picnic, my father-in-law owns a pizza restaurant here in Connecticut called Bobby's a Beats, which is hysterical because no one in the family is named Bobby except for the guy who married his daughter. <laughs> and there's a reason I put a ring on it. The pizza is so dang good. But every summer picnic he goes to, he brings grillable pizzas. Oh. And it's like the best. It's the best because, you know, you go and you got your burgers and dogs and whatnot. But like grillable pizzas are such a cool idea and it's a good bridge from like appetizer to almost getting to like the main especially when you've got a a cup full of booze so i didn't pick a typical pizza song i picked a song that has pizza throughout all of its lyrics i don't remember what year it's from but it's from system of a down steal this album and it's chicken stew pepperoni and green peppers mushrooms olives chives That song always gets me bopping, and for some reason, it gets me hungry. It's all about pizza, so that's going to be our pizza song for my grilled pizza. Which takes the Aquabats Pizza Day off my list. Sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) I totally get it. I totally get it. Love, obviously, grillable pizzas. That's a new thing. When I play venues now, I play a lot of wineries when I do my Mm -hmm. live music, and they always bring the food trucks in. And one of the biggest crazes, especially around New Jersey are these pizza trucks that go around and they're the some of them oven. are done yeah. on the grill and they're like totally they're different vibe going on there so love that song hmm scrolling through my list here all right i see your chicken stew and raise you <laughs> yeah I, I i take it now we're kind of heading towards the main meal at this point we're getting there we're getting there so Depending on the amount of money you spend for this cookout, this might be something you would put on the grillable pizzas. This might be something you have on the side of the grillable pizzas. But regardless, there is no better song to come out of System of a Down's Chicken Stew than with the opening guitar riff of B-52's Rock Lobster. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a metal song in any way, shape, or form. We are going purely on a food level here, but I've seen lobster on top of pizzas. I've seen lobsters on the side, depending on what type of cookout you're at. So I feel like that follows up the pizza very well from a menu perspective. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's weird to hear, but like at the picnics I've been to, if you have shellfish, if you're lucky enough to go... I. Every year when I grew up, my neighbors up the street worked for one of the biggest northeastern lobster companies in the region. Okay. So, like, steamers and lobsters every 4th of July picnic. And they always came out before the burgers. It made no sense, but you know what? Chronologically, we're getting it. (laughs) Yes, certainly. And for the actual song perspective here, 
Rock Lobster was originally released as a single in 1978 and then re-recorded a year later for the band's self-titled album. So if you go back and listen to the original single recording, it's a lot more raw than the version you're used to hearing, but it still holds that, I I guess you would call it iconic, B-52. They have a sound all of their own. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing that they were able to, again, using the food reference here, carve out their niche (laughs) musically. So yeah, this this is definitely a, a, a musical skewer going all over the map here but that wasn't the theme (laughs) exactly from a food perspective these songs pair well together yes and you know i like using rock lobster because it has almost like a surf rock vibe to it so it feels like a summer jam you know what i mean it's it's it fits to what we're doing yeah i love that take that off my list see i have some of these songs on here yeah (laughs) all right where do i want to go do i want to refill our drink or do i want to get my really wonky song out of the way because i'm an idiot and i can't wait (laughs) let's do that all right i'm an idiot and this is 100 percent proof brian i'm sorry if people start commenting on how much of an idiot i am and how i'm ruining this playlist (laughs) um every summer picnic i go to my favorite dish and this is weird coming from a fat kid but my favorite dish is the fresh fruit Nothing beats a good fruit salad. I like a fruit salad better than fruit platter. If you go out to a store and grab a fruit platter, like, bravo, like, good on you. But they put some stuff in the in the fruit or rinse it with stuff that makes it last longer, which kind of messes with the taste. It's nothing better than a homemade fruit salad. And the first song, I don't know why, but maybe because of our first Playlist Wars together. But the first song that popped into my head was a crossover between The Wiggles and Slipknot. And it's called Psycho Salad. Um, it's the Wiggles fruit salad. It's uh, <laughs> Slipknot Psycho Social. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite crossovers ever. And uh, it belongs in this playlist because I'm here and having a good time and drinking 99 Black Cherry with you. So Psycho oh Salad by the Wiggles featuring Slipknot is our next course here on I'm going to go out on a wild limb here and assume that this song is not on Spotify. That is the one song I picked that is not on Spotify, correct. And I will have to pivot and put the video from YouTube. (laughs) Psycho. I haven't heard this, but having children, I know both songs. And I honestly. When we're done recording, I want to watch you listen to the song. I cannot wait. That is absolutely amazing. I love mashups. Especially mm-hmm. when they're like the more ridiculous, the better. Yeah. And there was one recently that was so well done. I, I was Metallica and Men at Work down under. It was just Ooh. unbelievably well done. So you had me at mashup. I love it. But the I, fact that you went with the Wiggles, I, I couldn't help myself. This is fantastic. <laughs> hmm. Uh. How am I going to? And I, I mean, love throwing curveballs at you, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah. This uh. isn't only an exercise in trying to complete a playlist that's not music heavy. Well, it's, I mean, it's all music, but it's not based on music. It's also an exercise in you trying to get out of my way <laughs> and then bring me back. <laughs> I am going to steer right into your psycho salad, however. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Because... I know the perfect song to follow it up with. And you're, you're going to think when I say the name of this song that I'm taking a ton of food off of our playlist. But here's where the asterisk comes in. Mm-hmm. Because this song is specifically about one type of food. But when you hear it, you're going to think, oh, it's about a lot of different types of food depending on the part of the country you're in. Okay. If you're in the South, this means one type of food. If you're in the North, this means the event that's happening. And the song is called Barbecue. You're going to take my closing song away from me, aren't you? I am going with Paul Williams. No! (laughs) From Evan Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Why would you do that to me? (laughs) Because that's the main course. The sauce mama makes just stays there forever if you dare to get it under your nails. And coming out of the wiggles, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I had the lyrics up and everything. (laughs) I was going to close the playlist with that song. I'm like, Brian's going to love me. He loves this movie. Now I'm screwed. (laughs) 
All kidding aside, Paul Williams, such an amazing songwriter, wrote my favorite song of all time, which is Rainbow Connection. Yes. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is my favorite Christmas special. We watch it every year with the kids on Christmas Eve. I have the soundtrack. And this song, besides it being created for the Muppets, is still a fantastic song, irregardless yeah. of who's singing it. It is a fantastic Song, and I'll tell you this story. When I first moved to North Carolina for college back in the 90s, two of my good friends said to me, Brian, we're going to take you out for barbecue. Okay. And in my brain, being from New Jersey, I'm thinking hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) So we pull in. Now in North Carolina, anyone who's from the South listening knows exactly where we're going with this. I look at the menu and I look at them and I say, where are the hamburgers and the hot dogs? And they said, we're taking you for barbecue. I said, that's where the hamburgers and hot dogs are, right? That's the barbecue. No, Brian, we're talking about real barbecue. And I had my first ever taste of real Southern barbecue. And it changed my world. It rocked my world, man. I had never had that before. Straight where it's made with love. Low and slow, baby. Yeah. They serve Barbecue and coleslaw and cheer wine. And that was about it. And it was so perfect. To me, it it went from becoming the event to a food. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I stole your closer. It's okay. But Paul Williams, barbecue. Same wavelength. It's just a fabulous song. I love that show. Well, I'm sorry, movie. I saw the live show and it blew my mind. And I can't believe it didn't end up on Broadway because that's how good it was. It was just... They had some of the original puppets, like, what's the circus? I can't uh, Was it the squirrels that do the, the squirrels, circus? squirrels, yes. Yeah. Those were puppets. And like when Ma, Otter, and, and Emmett were in the boat, it was the puppets from the movie. Wow. And then when they came out on stage in like full makeup and costume, and it was gorgeous. That's so funny. Right when you said it's an event or a food, I was like, he's going to take my clothes. <laughs> it's all right. I got like 12 more songs to figure out what I'll close up with. It's an awesome pick, though. Listening to you and listening to how much love you have for this movie makes me happy because not a lot of people are on the Emmett Otter bandwagon. Every year I go on a crusade to try to get more people to understand the brilliance that Jim Henson brought to that. It's the gift of the Magi. It's a classic (laughs) retelling. All right. Where are we? Eight, nine? Is this? We're at nine nine right now. So this is your last track for side A. Okay, I mean, you brought out the barbecue, so I guess we're safe to come start getting some main sides and main dishes in here. So I'm going to go with one of my favorite songs by a band that I really do love. And I will be one of the first ones to say that I think that the Red Album might be their best album. I'm going with Pork and Beans by Weezer. Awesome. I love this song. I love this album. It's a bop, and as a side, you got to go with the beans with the bacon in it. I know they're singing about the candy. No one cares about the candy. <laughs> I'm going with the barbecue side dish. So pork and beans, Weezer. Absolutely love it, but that kills me because I had that song on my list for one, <laughs> but it double kills me because I also had Southern Culture on the skids, too much pork for just one fork on my list. Yeah. So that might be a gray area, but I won't, I won't, I won't. So I love that song so much. The Red Album's fantastic. Yeah. Troublemaker is a great opening. Definitely one of their more underrated color albums, because when you think about the color albums, most people automatically say blue is the first one. Yep. Green being second. Yeah. And then I almost feel like red would probably be third. And then obviously we're not talking about the other albums because of right. Pinkerton people would be throwing in either one or two, depending on where. Or the bottom, depending on who they are. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But then you have like the Black album, the White album. And no one counts the Teal album. The Teal, <laughs> I have the Teal on CD. No, I, I have it. It's just, it's a covers album. So, we, you know, it's, just, it's its own special thing. Yeah. When they put out the Teal album, they kind of missed an opportunity here. They should have called it the Plaid album. And had just a bunch of colors behind them because it was cover songs. Right. I thought maybe like having all the different colors in kind of showing a mix of everything. Because that's kind of where thematically the Teal album went. But we're not even talking about 
Weezer here. We're talking about pork and beans. Pork and beans. All right. Closing out side A. I know I'm probably stealing one from you here. And this is something we have talked about before because you were on the Zach Brown Band episode of Playlist Wars. Closing out a side, because this is the one time I get to close out a side, I'm trying to think of both food for our playlist and then musically what really closes out a side well. And Chicken Fried, to me, is the perfect song to do both because when you see Zach Brown Band live, they always close with this song. We started on kind of a country niche and we kind of went off into all these different directions and I feel like we're bringing it back to country. So it kind of keeps that circle going. So maybe everything in the middle, we, we, we went from A to Z, but somehow we got numbers involved in there, mm-hmm. but we still got there. <laughs> and that's the important part. And regardless of that, musically, 2008's Foundation is one of the best country albums of the 2000s, of the aughts, if you want to call it that. And Chicken Fried is a country anthem. So great way yeah. to close the side. Great song. And Honestly, fried chicken at a cookout, that's a staple. Sign me up. I like it. And I, I love that song. We've talked about it on the on the playlist wars, but it's a fabulous song. Zach Brown Band is they stand out amongst new country artists. And that's another one, even though we're not going for it, we keep finding ourselves sitting here and going, That's a really good summer song. That's and it is. It's a fabulous summer song. So. Exactly. It fits in, in in so many different ways. Good choice. I agree. With that, Mixtapers, we conclude (laughs) side A of our Foods of a Summer Cookout or Barbecue Mixtape, which consists of Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup, Brad Paisley's Alcohol, Freak Nasty's Dip, Weird Al Yankovic's Lasagna, System of a Down's Chicken Stew, B-52's Rock Lobster, The Wiggles and Slipknot's Psycho Salad, (laughs) Paul Williams' Barbecue, Weezer's Pork and Beans, and Zach Brown Band's Chicken Fried. Head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Now, Bobby, I don't know about you, but besides being slightly hungry right now, I think if nothing else, we're at least putting together a great menu for people to work off of. That was the point, people. Don't get mad at me. That was the point. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling at the halfway mark of this mixtape? I feel great. I got a Wiggle Slipknot song in here. We're doing great. (laughs) I'm excited. Well, before we flip things over and head over to side B, why don't you tell people a little bit about the Effin Cultured podcast? Effin Cultured, we started a couple of years ago. We have 160 plus episodes out there. It's a conversational pop culture comedy podcast, I guess is the best way to put it. There's four of us. We, we have guest hosts on often from different shows. We talk about current events, pop culture, movies, video games. 
Very not safe for work. Don't listen to it on your speakers at work. Have your earphones in. It's a lot of fun. We have special episodes twice a year. We do roasts where we uh, we do like the Comedy Central roasts, but we throw usually fictional characters up there. So the last one we did was Mario to have fun with the Super Mario movie. Once a month, we do a, an episode called Fermented Fruit where we get drunk and review movies that are rated as rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. The last one to come out was Good Burger because they announced the second one being made for Paramount+. Plus. Uh, spoilers, that movie is terrible. Nostalgia is a heck of a drug, folks. <laughs> Other than that, we play games and have a good time. We've been doing it for just over two years now. We, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Yeah, so it's been a good time. It's a hysterical show. I highly recommend listening to it, but I will agree it is definitely a not-safe-for-work listen, so make sure you have those earbuds in when you tune in to FM Cultured. We are now about to kick things off for side B. And on this side, I get to start things off. But we are still moving through our barbecue right now. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we ended with chicken fried for side A. And I want to start side B off with a staple. But I also want to start off side B with a good song. Something that covers both ends of the spectrum here. And I think I could do that. By visiting 1979's In Through the Outdoor and the mighty Led Zeppelin, what barbecue can you have without a hot dog? dog. And that is one of them. And while this is truly a Led Zeppelin song, it's not your typical Zeppelin blues rock. This is a barroom country rock stomper Mm -hmm. with some unbelievable honky-tonk piano playing from John Paul Jones. So musically for Led Zeppelin, it is a little bit of a left turn. But as a song, it's still absolutely incredible. I also had Limp Bizkit's Hot Dog on my list. But when I thought about which song truly was better. I mean, (sighs) Led Zeppelin or the song that proudly states that they say the F word 50 some odd times. I think Zeppelin is the right choice. Yeah, I know there's some people (laughs) out there that are going to be very angry that I didn't go with Limp Bizkit's Hot Dog. But to me, Led Zeppelin starting off the side, even though... Limp Biscuits Hot Dog kicked off the chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water album. So no disrespect there. I just feel like Led Zeppelin is fits a little bit more with where we're heading tonight. But I do want to say hot dogs are not the same as pork and beans. Right. This is the asterisk here. They're kind of the same food. In my pork and beans, you're getting bacon or, or belly. You're not getting hot dogs. Okay. This is a classy cookout. I've seen people do it with hot dogs, (laughs) but I felt the asterisk was the bacon and the pork belly. Because when I think of what a hot dog is made of, I think of the great outdoors. And I'll just leave it at that. If you've seen the movie, you know Mm -hmm. the definition. Yeah, that's a fabulous pick. And lucky for you people, because if I chose hot dog, it would have been They Might Be Giants from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, I forgot about that one. (laughs) My kids were a little older. That kind of hot dog. Yeah. Oh, my God. You have no idea how many times I've done the hot dog dance. Yeah, yeah. My two-year-old is obsessed. Of course. if you haven't heard it for this episode, I was looking. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, they released a special album for Record Store Day. And it had a track on there called Hot Dog, and it's an instrumental, and it's just the Night Sweats jamming for like nine minutes, and it's awesome. I absolutely love Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. I saw him live at Farm Aid, and he was amazing. Yeah, that that band is just unbelievable. All right. Hot Dog. Hot Dog, Hot Dog, Hot Dog. All right. Speaking of instrumental, I'm going to do it, because you just went with a band that has a, a mighty famous guitarist and licks up some great riffs. And I am also going to go with a guitarist that has famously created some fabulous stuff. And I'm picking an instrumental because why not? It's a jam. It's a really cool metal song. It's called Want Some Slaw by Buckethead. Nice. Who famously joined Guns N' Roses for a, a hot second there when Slash wasn't with him. But Buckethead is a, he's kind of an incredible guitarist and his sound is super original in his. And this instrumental, which is again, like a nine minute song, is just a really cool song. And I feel like 
going off of that Led Zeppelin feel. It'll just transition through. Oh, see, now I'm talking music when I should be talking. Coleslaw's a delicious <laughs> summer side dish, and it's really good when you put it on top of your hot dog. So Coleslaw by Buckethead is going to be my track. You track are two. free, sir, to talk about the song as well, because <laughs> at the end of the day, we are a music podcast here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a cool song. It's something different than what we've had so far on the playlist. And it reminds me like, you know, when you're playing yard games or cooking, you know, and you're not paying attention to the music, something like this can really like pique your interest and be like, I haven't heard words in a while. And this song's really cool. And I wouldn't have known about it if I wasn't looking for summer dishes (laughs) on Spotify. So let me tell you this. If you go out with a name like Buckethead, and you suck on guitar. <laughs> it would be like the scene in Wayne's World with the shitty Beatles, so it's not just a clever name. How are they? <laughs> they suck. But <laughs> the thing about Buckethead is he is otherworldly on the guitar. He is mm-hmm. incredible, a virtuoso on the instrument. And very underrated because he's not a household name. People remember that Guns N' Roses when they were on the 2001 or 2002 MTV Music Awards when Guns N' Roses came back and Buckethead was on stage and everyone's like, who's this guy with a KFC bucket on his head? But, (laughs) but, you know, that's not... Guns N' Roses music is complex in some areas, but Buckethead's complexity is levels higher musically. It's just a different world he's in. And that's no disrespect to Guns N' Roses, who I love as a band. Right. But coming out of that, my main dish menu doesn't have anything musically that's going to fit well. So I'm going to go with food here. And look, it's a grade A meal when I'm in the mood. I am going off of 1990s Smoke em If You Got Them, the Reverend Horton Heats Eat Steak. Oh, man, that song's so weird, but I love it. It is ridiculously weird. It is so cool. It's just a fun song. So if you haven't heard it, it's Pun City. When was the song out? 1990. It feels like it came out like 20 years before that. It doesn't feel like it's something that's, well, 30 years old. Jesus. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it could be from that classic it's a cool song, though. I, I, I've listened to it like four times since I've started looking up stuff for this this uh, playlist. This is a good cookout. We got some good food. Got some great food. And I'll tell you what, there. Uh, believe it or not, musically, it might not be the most cohesive playlist we've ever put together on the show, but there hasn't been one song where I'm like, meh, that song sucks. So I'm pretty stoked about that part of it. <laughs> Bobby, what are you doing? <laughs> Having a good time? Oh. <sighs> What do I want to do now? This is, hmm. All right. Okay. Just because of the way that the backing band in Eat Steak feels very similar to the band I'm going to choose now. And we're going to go with, a, I think, a staple dish, especially with barbecue going back to, I mean, we're jumping back and forth, but this song my dad played for me. And because of this song, I wanted to watch the movie because I had never seen it. So I'm going with Rubber Biscuit by the Blues Brothers. Ooh, okay. It's a cover of, I think, a 1957 song by the Chips. And it's incredible because Elwood, or uh, Dan Aykroyd, who is usually the bass and doesn't do a lot of the front manning, it's usually uh, Belushi's job. Belushi decides he wants a drink and says, how about we hear from Elwood? And Dan Aykroyd goes front and center, and almost the entire song is him scatting, which is incredibly difficult, especially when you're like a baritone down there. And to make it sound like you're not saying the same thing over and over again when you're just mumbling nonsense. And, you know, people like Etta James were famous for doing it, but it's Dan freaking Aykroyd. And the whole song is basically just a poor guy complaining about how little food he has. And the jokes are perfect. I'm upset because the version I like the most is from the best of the Blues Brothers, which isn't on Spotify. But there are two other versions on Spotify that are almost as good. 
And the, the whole point is that backing band is very close to the Reverend Horton. He, it's got that same like driving mm-hmm. funky kind of feel to it. And we haven't had a bread item yet, so we got to throw some biscuits in there. So Rubba Biscuits by Blues Brothers is my next pick. Absolutely love the Blues Brothers. We talked about them a lot during the mini movie month that I had. Those were a lot of fun. And we talk about the Blues Brothers and Blues Brothers 2000. So it's not that bad. The music is great. Yes, it is. So go back and check those out. But I know what I'm going to do. You went with biscuits. I had Casey Musgraves biscuits from a few years ago in my list, which was a little bit more country. But with biscuits, there's different things you might want to put on top of them, mm-hmm. like cheese. Sure. And some people, the kiddos, the kiddos might want to put jelly on their biscuits. Maybe. So from 1993's Transmissions from the Satellite Heart, I am going to go with the Flaming Lips, She Don't Use Jelly. Oh, my goodness. As a condiment song. However, don't put Vaseline on the biscuits. Doesn't (laughs) taste very good. I'm just going to go on a guess there. We talk about this song on episode 1790s Indie Alternative Rock with JT from The Uninvited. So I absolutely love this song. The Flaming Lips, this came out in 1993. And when I was living in North Carolina between 95 and 97, this song was pretty much played on the hour on a station 106.5 The End alternative rock station. For some reason, the song just had a very big shelf life down there. It's a great song. It's typical Flaming Lips weirdness. And there's a lot of different things mentioned in the song. Some of them I think are food related, some are not. So the jelly and the cheese was where I'm heading with this. But I guess you can also use butter or tangerines, which wouldn't be a condiment, but I digress. (laughs) Hopefully, though, this gives you some ways you could go after my next pick, The Flaming Lips, She Don't Use Jelly. That's one of those songs I I never knew that that was The Flaming Lips or that was the name of the song. Really? But when I hear that, I'm the kind of guy that knows music just for music. I'll be that jerk that goes to the mute. Well, what music stores are left? And I'll be like, hey, you know that song that goes like this? <laughs> <laughs> or you know that song from that movie at that one point where that's um there's a song from Matilda that I used to know the title of, but now uh, from Rusted Root. Send me on my way. Yep. Yeah. It was on Beavis and Butthead. They did a whole no, segment yeah. on this song. Yeah, it's funny, but that's one of those songs. Like I definitely know it. I you know I listen to music all the time, but. Yeah, it's uh, she don't use jelly. I love that. I was like, is he gonna put Lady Marmalade on this list? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going now? Where am I going? <sighs> we're pretty thirsty, I think. We've only had one drink. This is a failure of a party that we're having right now. All right, I'm gonna bring the tempo up. We're gonna put a bop in here because I feel like we need to. So I am going to put in uh, Lizzo's juice. We all know she's not talking about juice. And I I went in between Snoop's gin and juice and Lizzo's juice. But I feel like with She Don't Use Jelly, it's funky. It's got that rock. And I didn't want to slow it down with gin and juice. I kind of want to get the energy back up again. And Lizzo's juice is just a a good summer bop pop song. And yeah, so we're going to go with that. Lizzo's juice. All right. That's a great song. It's got a little bit of that R&B vibe mm-hmm. going there. Oh. And we almost every single episode at this point, we go, we need to put a female in here somewhere. So Lizzo, Good point. <laughs> Lizzo is coming through. Good point. Good point. <laughs> oh, God. Looking at my list, this is tough. I could continue down the alcohol road or I could pivot towards desserts because right. we're nearing the end here. So I'm going to do one that does... A little bit of both. A little bit of both, depending on where you go with this. And I am going to go off of a 2018 album of the same name. This song was originally recorded by the band Humble Pie for their 1973 album, Eat It. No, that's not a Weird Al Yankovic album. I kid you not. (laughs) But this is a cover of the song Black Coffee by Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa. And Beth Hart amazing singer amazing and you put joe bonamassa's killer guitar work on it every single cookout and barbecue i've ever been to 
before the desserts come out, the coffee comes a flowing because people are already nursing midday hangovers. And then the other people might want to make their black coffee, Irish coffee and throw some little extra in it to kind of keep the party going. So it serves a two-way purpose here. It keeps the drinks flowing, but also pivots Bobby into some sort of dessert theme. Mm-hmm. What song are we at? We are now at track eight. Oh, my goodness. I've got two left. Oh, my God. Where are we going? Oh, man. I'm so excited. I don't need to put the ketchup song on here. <laughs> Mm, do I want to throw another random rap song in? No, no, we, let's not do that. All right. Where do I want to go here? I'm going to save us all from uh, 69 Boys Tootsie Roll, even though it would definitely tie in with. <laughs> it's a great song. With, <laughs> it, is, it is a fun song. It's one but of I the few dances I know how to do because <laughs> they tell me that. what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know what? It's true. Um, okay, we used Led Zeppelin, so that's out. Hmm. Okay. Let's have some fun. Let's get a little punky. We're going to go with Dropkick Murphy's Mick Jones Nicked My Pudding. Yes. (laughs) If I'm going to finish this up, we're going to finish strong. And I don't know any cookout that would have a bowl of pudding out there for people to (laughs) partake in. But out of all of my dessert-themed songs, I think this one's got the most drive to it. I think it keeps the party going as opposed to you know, I've I've still got song ten to kind of put like a like a little flag in the end and be like, there it is, a, the a ending cherry number. On top, yeah, if you yep. will. <laughs> hey, sh- no spoilers. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna start our desserts with uh, Mick Jones nicked my pudding by the Dropkick Murphys. Love that song. Love it. I remember when they debuted it on one of their COVID live streams mm-hmm. and i'm like this song is absolutely awesome and it's got a good sense of humor to it dropkick murphy's have a great sense of humor about a lot of their songs those covid shows were amazing unbelievable the one that they did in fenway park yeah so good i don't want to say there's a lot of great memories of the lockdown time but watching that with my kids and having them dancing around and kind of seeing them spread across fenway i'm a yankee fan and i'm like that's friggin' cool man that is so friggin' cool, and I loved every minute of that, and it's a great song. Now, coming out of that, though, I have two songs I could go, and they're both they're, they're both desserty. Actually, I have a lot of different dessert songs here. Yeah, it's a lot of songs about pie and cake. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally where I'm at right now. I'm choosing yeah. between cake and pie, and uh, hmm. Did you say cakes and pies? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what? Because the pie song that I have is so obscure, I'm I'm not going to go with it. But I am going to say what it is, because if there is anybody out there that remembers this song, I would love to hear from you. So message me at myweeklymixtape at gmail.com. The song I was debating going with came out in 1991 and was by a band called White Trash. They were a funky horn-based, almost Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of rock band, and they had a single on MTV called Apple Pie. So it was lots of horns. A guy's voice almost had a Sammy Hagar-esque growl to it, but instead of going with a Sammy Hagar-esque growl, I'm going to go with Sammy Hagar. And Van Halen, 1991, for unlawful carnal knowledge and pound cake because... Eddie Van Halen is king. And if this is my last song of the night, seeing him pull out the power drill and play a mm-hmm. guitar with it is so yeah. friggin' iconic. The song rocks and it's a good desserty type tune. I could have went with ice cream man from Van Halen one, but mm-hmm. you already had the pudding out there. So I right. figured the pound cake, you could dip into the pudding if you want to be extra gluttonous. And I think they work well together. Musically, not so much, but Dipping the pound cake into the pudding here. We lost musically a long time ago. We're just having a party now, Brian. Exactly. We lost music on track two. <laughs> yeah, my fault. Sorry. All good. I love that pick. Are you a Van Halen guy or a Van Hagar guy if you had to choose? Oh, God. It's so tough for me because I feel like they are two different bands. Yeah, it completely feels like it. Musically, they really sound like two different bands, except the core of Van Halen is there. The three guys. Mm-hmm. musically I am more of a blues rock guy at heart 
So I love the David Lee Roth era. Plus he was my first ever concert, but I think musically the Sammy Hagar era had more singable catchy songs. So I'm giving you the politicians non-answer. Okay. I like it. I appreciate it. If I had to choose, I would probably lean David Lee Roth just because I love that kind of blues rock swagger that they have in a lot of the songs, but singing wise, especially in 2023, if I had to choose, if Sammy Hagar was playing on one end of town and David Lee Roth was playing on the other, I'd be going to the Sammy show because he still brings it live now. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love David Lee Roth, he was my first ever concert and I have that memory. I don't know if I want to change it. That's all I'll say. The years haven't been as kind. They've been kinder to him than Vince Neil, but I don't want to go down that road. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is it, right? Yeah, this is the Coupe de Grasse, if you will. Mm. There's so many ways I can go. You know, like you gave me pound cake, so I could throw strawberry fields forever in there and make it a strawberry shortcake. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it would be, you know, shoving the Beatles down your throat would be lovely. But I'm not going to do it. You know what? I'm going to end on a song that we finished every frat party with when I was in college. Because I want to end on an exclamation point, and I've thrown so many curveballs tonight that I want to finish with a curveball. So we're finishing with a little song called Beer! Exclamation point by Psycho Stick. Yes! That's how we are closing this I out. actually love that song. <laughs> I like beer. I like beer. Uh, and stuff. So it's funny, which I think I've been trying to go with this entire episode. I feel like it's just random enough that it feels like the other picks that I've had tonight. And we didn't pick Cheeseburger in Paradise, so bravo to both of us. I was uh, really trying hard not to do that. I, I didn't want to do it either. Love the song, just didn't want to be so if, on the nose in this if one. If I was going to pick Buffett, I was going to do Margaritaville, but then we were having so much fun with food songs, we forgot about our refills. Yes. So we're going to refill at the end of the night. We had our desserts, we had our main meals, and now we're sitting here just hanging out around a fire pit, screaming at Mars about to plan how to roast the solar system two years ago for Evan Cultured with beer in our red solo cup. So beer by Psycho Stick is going to be the closer for this playlist. I love that one. I actually had beer from Real Big Fish on my list. I also have that on my list. And I didn't know where you, because when you said closing, either one could close a party really, really well. Right, yeah. But I actually love Psycho Stick. They have a lot of really, they're basically like a modern era green jello or green jelly depending mm-hmm. on what they're legally allowed to be called. <laughs> but musically, they're ridiculously talented, but their songs are hysterical. And the video is so funny. It's just an animated nutshell of a video. So Definitely worth checking out. And there you have it, Mixtapers. That concludes Side B of our foods from a summer cookout or barbecue mixtape, which consists of Led Zeppelin's Hot Dog, Buckethead Wants Some Slaw, The Reverend Horton Heat Eat Steak, Blues Brothers Rubber Biscuit, The Flaming Lips She Don't Use Jelly, Lizzo's Juice, Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa's Black Coffee, Dropkick Murphy's Mick Jones Nicked My Pudding, Van Halen's Pound Cake, and Psycho Sticks Beer, with an exclamation point. Beer! Head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page, (laughs) except for the Wiggles and (laughs) Slipknot's Psycho Salad. That'll be underneath the player in an embedded YouTube video. But I I really can't wait to hear that one. (laughs) Home run picks, Bobby. Why don't you tell people where they can learn more about you and connect with you and Effing Cultured on social media? Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at F and Cultured. We're on Facebook, F and Cultured the Podcast. You can email me, F and Cultured at gmail.com, E F F I N. And you can find our podcast typically wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Bobby Schultz, this has been an absolute blast. I would love to have a cookout with you at some point because I feel like yes. we've got our menu already planned. <laughs> this is an unbelievable menu. The, the only part I feel like Food-wise, we should have added a little bit more pound cake and pudding that Mick Jones took. So technically, the pudding's not there. He stole it. So we just have plain pound cake. But 
by that point, you would just pour the beer over it. I guess it yeah, works. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Soak it. That's a dessert. <laughs> there you go. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for joining us, man. I had an absolute blast tonight. Thanks for having me, man. I'm always game. Whenever you come up with another weird <laughs> music but not music-related playlist, let me know. <laughs> you got it, man. And mixtapers, remember, you could find my weekly mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Spoutable at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. If you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, enjoy the food. I mean, I mean tunes. Enjoy. Just, just take care. <laughs> we'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.